Hi, welcome to McLaren's uh, fan podcast, episode number four. This is just after the um, Nürburgring Grand Prix, or the Eiffel Grand Prix, as it was called this weekend. Um, I'm your host, Andy Donnelly. I'm joined, as always, by McLaren fan, Sarah Merritt. Hello, Sarah. Mc, hello. How are you? <laughs> Mc, hello back to you as well. Uh, and this week's special guest McLaren fan is Andy Webb and his... Good lady wife, Sarah Webb. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hello. Hi, Hi guys. Hi to everyone. Uh, hi. Um, yeah, so first of all, um, I'd just like to say thanks to everybody who's listened to the last couple of uh, podcasts. Um, we're getting some really good feedback. I'm really glad that you've enjoyed it. We've got a lot to get through in this one. It's packed. So let's crack on. Um, and make sure you listen to the end because we've got something rather special as well. Right, so guys, let's get into the race weekend. It was pretty eventful. Um, let's well, start apart from with... Friday, Friday well, wasn't eventful. It, it, it should have been, though. Friday should have been eventful. I'm sat there waiting for them to come out in the pit lane and have the boat races. I thought this was a Formula <laughs> 1 tradition. What on earth is going wrong? There was oh, only yeah. one boat race. They missed the trick. Do you know what? I felt so sorry for the fans. I think all of us have been to a wet race and all of us know how cold you get sat in a grandstand. We saw all of the pictures. We knew how cold the team were because they were wearing all their bobble hats and all their team gear. And yet to be a McLaren fan sat in that grandstand waiting, that must have seemed like forever. Especially after waiting so long through this season for a race and to pay so much money, I imagine, it would have been soul destroying. It, yeah, I get. I tell you one good thing that I did notice is the social distancing aspect of it was very well done. Um, yes, you've got to kind of sort of bobble hat off to uh, the um, the the organisers of the Grand Prix. Uh, everybody was in their little coasters and stuff like that. And I watched that and I thought, if that was the same at the next one and the next one after that, then I I would consider going to a race. At some yeah, point. I agree. If I could be sat with you guys and I knew I was safe, that would that would be great. You're and I think safe with us, Sarah. Remember that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but COVID Can we form safe. a McBuddle. Yeah, <laughs> a McBubble. Yes, I like the yeah. sound of that. Well, obviously yeah. the team are in a McBubble, aren't they? So you know. <laughs> so yeah, so not a lot to talk about on Friday. Saturday, everything was kind of rushed into uh, FP3 which looked pretty strong for us, pretty pretty good. Yep. Um, uh, I thought that we had some new aero parts on when we were testing them, and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still not quite convinced about them. What, what, do you, what do you think, Andy? Well, I was listening intently because I missed most of uh, the commentary on Friday due to work commitments, but Saturday morning, apparently, uh, as far as Andreas said, we completed our, run throughs exactly as they they wanted to be but i just understand that carlos was very unhappy with the new setup he just couldn't get the balance right with the new aero parts and um when you haven't got confidence in in your car like every driver should have confidence in their car and the balance setups then you find that you will lose time exponentially throughout all of the all of the qualifying sessions and q1 Obviously, we did. We did. Okay. I think we did great actually in Q1, um, but Q2 and Q3, uh, Lando 
had the measure of his car and I believe he was quite comfortable, I think is the word. We didn't get a great Q3 for Lando, but Carlos, he just wasn't happy with the balance. And I've been trying to read some of the stuff this afternoon about the after race stuff. And I just believe that we've got a lot of work to come. Yeah, what do you think, Sarah? I'm not sure how much truth there is to to this, but I'll I'll share it with you guys and maybe give me your opinion. I've heard that there was a point in the season, some date in September, where if you were going to make aero changes, you had to have the parts on the car. I think we were experimenting with the front wing. We kept talking about the nose in our previous podcasts. And I think there's a line that's been crossed where we've had to say, put it all on the car. Now, that might be why Carlos isn't 100% happy with it. And that would explain why we're still we're still ironing out the wrinkles. We're still getting used to it. We're still looking at the data. Um, so yeah, so that's that's what I've read online. But I haven't seen that anywhere officially. So I've, you know, I'd be interested to see if that's true. I think a lot of this is work towards next year, isn't it? And um, you know, having the Mercedes engine in there, um, we're we're going to be restricted on tokens next year. So I wonder if they're getting a lot of the development in for the rest of this season that they would normally have done next year. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, you know, I've seen Lando's post-race chat about he feels he's going to be taking an engine penalty and things like that. So maybe they're just trying to get all of these things in now. 2020 has been a strange year all round. I'm just glad we've had a bit of racing, however it works out. Yeah, let's go on the race. So, uh, Carlos, a P5, a, you know, I'm quite happy with that. Had a very solid race. Uh, Lando... DNF, engine issues. I thought he was on for a possible podium or a P4. He was certainly going to challenge Danny Rick. Yep, definitely. It's the same issue on the Renault engine that Sainz had in Spa. Um, but, you know, I guess these things happen. That's racing, isn't it? These things do happen. Um, but, you know, we're down to fourth in the championship and it kind of feels a little bit kind of like, oh. but actually we're still doing well. I like the way you said down to fourth, like it was something bad. <laughs> hello, Honda, hello. <laughs> May I just remind you that we are exceeding all expectations this year. We are doing really well. That What broke my heart, both Andes, was hearing Lando's little voice on the radio, how dejected he sounded. That was someone driving that car that felt he was going to get further in that race, do well in that race. So, you know, that's the positive signs we should be taking, I think. And this was the point. He he really wanted to drive the wheels off that car. You know, he wasn't the driver that was just whining about the car. He really wanted to drive and drive and drive. He just so impressed me with his attitude towards that vehicle. I was just so proud of him at that moment. Yeah, he was in, he was in a really good position, unfortunately, wasn't he? So you can kind yeah. of... Bigley's disappointment. Um, yeah, exactly. Even yeah. on it, we we went as far as I've got. I made some notes. Lap thirty-eight, he was still running strong. I know there was a big gap. He had an eighteen-second gap to Declare in in uh, lap thirty-eight. So we still had plenty of time to still push. So yeah. it was only the breakdown, and we could hear the frustra- frustration in his voice. That's something that. Lando doesn't usually do, to be honest. He doesn't give a frustration over the radio. So definitely not. But, you know, you're way after half distance. He's managed this control three or whatever it was to try and 
manage the problem they had. Um, that guy deserves a huge gratitude of thanks because he, with a problem that severe, that guy still held up his lap times. And in fact, I saw on the McLaren app feed uh, lap, oh, what was it? Lap, lap 40, lap 42. He did his fastest lap of the race, lap 42. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty good, isn't it? You know, that he was, he was getting something out of it. But I think, yeah, you know, I think we were all, once he'd done the radio messages, we all kind of thought, yeah, this is the inevitable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, overall, probably not the best weekend that we wanted, but, you know, sort of, uh, uh, it, I don't know, I just kind of, you know, we move on to Portugal next on the 25th and... My 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 kind of aims and hopes for that is that we get two cars finish. If we get them both finishing the points, then that would be even better. Um, yeah. And just go from there and see see where we are in in Estoril, really. And um, you know, just haven't we? Just just a question: Haven't we got a two day another two day race weekend? We so we're going to drop the Friday. Is that right? Imola. Imola. Is, but I don't I don't think Portugal is. Yeah, I think Imola is the weekend after. And that's when it's the two-day race. Now, I have to say, you, you talked about distancing and going to a race. I said to my husband earlier this week, I would sell a kidney to go to Imola. Uh, <laughs> because, that's a bit extreme, Miss Merritt. It, it is, but having been there and knowing the history of the place, I, I really would love to have gone and seen a race there. And it's only because of this strange year that that's going to happen. We're not going to go back there. I feel it in my bones. So, um so, yeah, I'll enjoy watching it on television, but knowing my heart that I would have loved to have been there. Yeah, but like, yeah. likewise, it would definitely have been one I'd, be, I'd have been interested in going to. Um, you, you never know, we might. Uh, we talked about it the, the other time. Wouldn't it be great if we had like a guest Grand Prix track every year? Where they oh, did yeah. This, yeah. You know, where they just picked a random track and we went to it. And it's like the teams haven't been there for six or seven years. I mean, look at what we had the weekend. We hadn't been uh, for seven years at... Um, uh, at Nürburgring so you know it's quite a quite an interesting uh, sort of um, thing it's a quick question for you guys when was DRS reduced oh <laughs> now you're going to start I don't now know it's funny I was explaining it to my stepmom over the weekend and she said <laughs> as a as a as a not really F1 person but watches it with me she says that sounds a bit silly why have they faked a way to help overtaking there you go. There you have it. <laughs> Two thousand and nine. Uh, right. It was. No, that was hers, wasn't it? DRS twenty eleven. It says on here, but God. Knows. Oh yeah, twenty eleven. You're right. Thinking, You're right. I was Sorry. wondering whether the, you know, the last time we were at Nurburg, whether they'd used DRS or not, but because uh, I couldn't quite remember it, but they must have done. Um. But there you go. Right. Um. Yeah, that was in 2013. Yeah, let's let's move on. So, um, no doubt you've all seen this. Uh, certainly, it's been kind of uh, tweeted, posted on Facebook, and everything else like that um, about World Mental Health Day. Um, McLaren partnering up with Mind Charity and doing some good work. I believe that they've raised about 190k so far, which is brilliant. Very well done. Excellent. Bit of a clap. Well done. Absolutely amazing. 
Yeah. It's going to be a lot more after this weekend, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, I, personally, I think it's one of the best partnerships that they've done in ages. And I think it's something that definitely has to continue. Certainly, um, you know, we've, we've all had our own issues here and there. It was interesting and really good to sort of hear from the team themselves, some of the guys who were in lockdown out in Oz, about what has sort of happened and how it kind of um, all sort of un- unravelled. Um, and, yeah, you know, I mean, they were, they, you know, they're talking about getting the PlayStations in and other things like that and keeping entertained and videoing things of fire outside the window and stuff like that. Uh, what did you guys make of that video? Carry on, Sarah. I thought it was really good that they, they mentioned that fans had been dropping things at the hotel. That was that was something that stood out to me because that's that's exactly what I'd have done if I'd have been out there. And uh, and yeah, and, and I think, you know, it's interesting knowing some of the guys and speaking to their other halves and knowing how much they miss their families and things. It's it's interesting to hear them talk about it. The best thing for me, though, is is seeing a group of blokes sit down and openly chat to one another. I don't know what you think, Andy's, Andy's plural, and I. Uh, <laughs> but I, I know, especially in the last few years, although mental health chat has been very prevalent, we all know that, that a lot of blokes keep it inside. They keep it up and they don't want to talk about things. And I think, you know, in, in, in previous decades, it was not seen cool to talk about this. It was, it was seen as, as a weakness. And what that video does is it, it shows some people that we've got a lot of respect for opening up mm-hmm. dishing the dirt fully on how they felt what they felt good about what they felt bad about and you just you just can't beat that for for showing people who are listening out there that it is good to talk and it is good to open up yeah i totally I, agree yeah i totally agree i mean uh, certainly given a lot of what's happened this year and a lot of things that have happened it, it feels that it's kind of okay to talk about some of these things now and you know obviously if uh, anyone's out there that needs to talk about these things obviously get in touch with sort of a friend or you know get in touch with mind charity or anything else like that there's plenty of ways to get support now um which you know uh eight months ago probably wouldn't have even known about most of these um you know um and and it's good that it's, it's been brought to the to the fore um i mean obviously we've, we've kind of talked about the the team there um Andy and Sarah, you were actually out in Oz when all of this kind of fell apart. It was went crazy. Yeah. So, what was we like started being a fan out there, and sort of, you know, how did you guys as fans cope with it? What was different? What went on at the track? You know, we heard things back here about people turning up in massive queues and everything else like that. You know, obviously, all of that's got to have some sort of a, you know knock-on effect as well so you know give us uh, a bit of an insight to sort of what happened we've heard from the team the guys on the team but what was it like for fans out there That's a yeah big um, we'll try and yeah we'll try and keep it brief because it's absolutely true we could go on with this section for quite a while because it affected us mentally as well as those guys because not only have you got the passion of being a race fan, okay, so you've got all the passion of being there at the first race of 2020 and having the Thursday 
because we the, were there the build up, yeah, the, 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 the day of Thursday. And then we were in the pit lane Thursday night doing pit stop practices. And we were talking to Randy, one of the strategists, about how it's been going and how the COVID situation or the, the virus, is, it wasn't called COVID back then, it was the virus situation. And he was very upbeat about it and saying how well that the team have coped yeah. and how communicative they've been towards each other and the rest of the teams up and down the pit lane. And I suppose... Two, we were quite relaxed. We were very, and we were only less than a metre from the teams. Very close. Very close. In, in the pit lane. And uh, the demeanour sort of changed around. This was half past six at night. So the demeanour changed. Yeah. That yeah. At that time, there was lots of people kept coming over and talking to people. And and we, we sort of got that something was up, um, especially because they were talking about the Melbourne Walk. And if anyone's ever been to Australia before, the Melbourne Walk is the big thing in Australia. Don't, you know, as being a fan... And having the access to pretty much every driver who would come along and talk to you. The Melbourne Walk was always the big thing. And it was a li little bit of a disappointment on the Thursday because they've been told to keep their distance, but please, you know, wave and say hi. Um, so we got, we left the track on Thursday night and we got home, uh, went out for some dinner. And all the conversation was about what's happening at the track. Because there were rumours right, wasn't it? What time should we meet? Should we head straight down to the gate? You know, would we be okay? Would we get in? You know, what was the plan? Really? Yeah, it was. And it, we were all quite upbeat, but quite nervy. And, you know, we had our tickets. Would we go in? Would everything be okay? But we had a few drinks. We were quite happy, but we were quite anxious. We were all quite tentative about yeah the, do you know the usual I, I don't know and this is to everyone who's ever been to a race the butterflies you get the day yeah. before the action starts if you know what i mean because we were anxious that's what we're saying it, it was a change it yeah. was an absolute change so, so we all, that excitement wasn't there we all went to bed and we got up in the morning turned on the news in australia and it was all yeah this was very early it was very early because they were reporting live from the track from about 6 a.m so did you not heard so we heard kind of on the thursday evening australia time quite late on like after 11 i think it was that there'd been a positive test or yes a positive case so you guys hadn't heard that until the friday morning is that correct yeah correct right okay well so we were we were watching Craig Slater parked outside the hotel, coming out with the the latest news on everything when they were meeting yeah. and and discussing if things would go ahead or not, and that was all on on Sky Sports News. So, yeah. so yeah, it felt like well, it almost feels like we knew more not being there than than you did. Yeah. Um, exactly, which is probably the same situation which some people have experienced a few years ago when they were sitting in the stands. We knew more at Sky Sports sitting on our sofa than people did in the stand watching Sky, uh, watching yeah. the, the sport in the stand. We were like tweeting, they were going, oh God, we know more than you do. And it, it was, we were sitting in the hotel room going, what's going on? Oh my God, it's Cable. And we're like, oh, we were watching Twitter going, oh my God, it's Cable. What the hell's going on? And we just, we were sat in disbelief at the end of our bed 
we heard Rob, who's really well known on Twitter, Petrolhead Rob, going, well, I might as well go home. I'll go back to Perth. That's it. We've, we've come all the way back from England because we literally hopped back from England, back Australia, back to England, back to Australia, thinking, well, what was the point of coming back to us? This has been a bit of a wasted hop. And it just became a bit of a turmoil. Then the COVID rates went up. And we were then stuck in Australia and it was just became a bit of, then our mental health really did plummet because we were then out of our hotel and we were like, okay, now we're really our stuff. It really does. It, it, like the boys say, you are really anxious. And, and But a little bit on your own as well. I yeah. will say that. And that's the main thing. When, when you go to race weekends and you guys will know it, you do form a bubble of friends. Yeah. You do form a very good relationship and you sort of plan things around your friends and what happens at the weekend. When you left in the lurch like that, it was very much fully deflated. Nobody had any get up and go. There was nothing to get excited for. Yeah. And your mood really dips. And and to be honest, well, there, yeah, because... there, was lot, there were lots of tears. There really well, were. Well, yeah, because lots of people have flown home to Sydney and Perth and... Yeah, people have gone back to work. We left on our own. The, t- the team are isolated. We're just like that. There's me and him. Yeah, Melbourne empty. Let me tell you, Melbourne's usually a thrive of tens of thousands of people, and there was nobody around. It was, it was the weirdest experience. I, I, I don't wish, I don't wish to uh, re- replicate it. Let me tell you. No, yeah. well, so it was yeah. hard. But yeah. I haven't, I haven't been so, in Melbourne myself. It's, yeah, you know, I've seen some of the pictures recently and it's quite scary how quiet it is. Yeah. I know where you're at. Flinders Street Station where no one outside it. It's a great city. And, uh, you know, um, obviously, we've got a lot of friends out there. Um, a lot of McLaren fans out in Australia as well. Um, yeah, so obviously that's sort of, um, you know, sort of the, the, the fans' perspective of kind of what went on there. Did you, um, on the Friday, did you, like turn up at the track because we were we were kind of told yeah something's happened but we weren't sure whether it was happening or not we're all tuning in and the reports we were getting back in the UK was that there's you know hundreds of people at the gates not getting let in and you know big crowds and everything else like that yeah um, well not very, was... not very safe for COVID no absolutely not and this this was the discussions now um when you buy your tickets for Melbourne uh, everyone should know, you can get something called Advantage. It's called Advantage Gold, Advantage Silver. This gives you early access to the track and especially early access to the Melbourne Walk. So you can get to the Melbourne Walk early, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of the fans with Advantage Gold had headed to the track early to try and get in early because Thursday was a little bit of a, a letdown. But they, they, when they got to the tracks for their opening times, what they were met with was the guy with a loud tailor going, we are on a delay at the moment, guys. Don't worry, we're going to let you in very soon. We're just waiting for some uh, stuff to be cleared. And we were seeing this on the news. So we knew not to head down, even though we had an advantage. Um, we knew not to head down. So it was, I suppose, a 15, 20-minute tram ride from our from our hotel foot to where to where the track was um so it was unfolding 
on the news in front of us, I suppose a little bit like you guys with Craig, we had the uh, the Melbourne guys, the, the, the morning news guys that were down there and they were trying to give us updates every 25 minutes, something like that. So we were properly in limbo. And those fans, all we kept saying is, you poor guys, you poor guys, all the guys standing there waiting. And you're talking, they were there for hours, not, not half an hour, hours. Right, well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, like you say, it's not something that you want to replicate again, and I can't, I can't blame you at all. And then, you know, th thanks very much for kind of giving us the sort of insight to that. It's, uh, it's quite eye-opening. I mean, obviously, uh, we know you pretty well. We, we saw what was going on, but there's even bits that you've said there that, you know, I didn't even know was happening. So um, let's move on to something a little bit more positive, eh? So, okay, go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Andy, you've been to a few car launches. However, there's one in particular I want to speak to you about. Um, I do believe quite a few years ago, you actually got to pull the tarpaulin back off one of the Vodafone car launches. Can you tell us how it came about and what it was like? This is a story I have told to Zach Brown. And even Zach Brown just went, <laughs> because back then um uh okay so we love the mclaren social media team and we love mclaren in their new guys let's say it let's say it's the fifth driver yeah absolutely right in the days of the fifth driver so this is 2009 okay at the end of 2009 they decided to do something a little bit special we we were sponsored by vodafone and they decided to get some of the vans involved in the car launch or, or especially to run a competition for fans. Now, nowadays, it's all social media, social media, social media. Back then, so this is when Jensen uh, just won the championship and signed for us. Okay, so 2010 car launch. Um, and it was happening at Vodafone headquarters down in Newbury. And what they did was they launched a competition on the week before, I believe. Uh, if anyone remembers this competition, this was the competition that never was. Okay, let me tell you, because it's quite a big story. Um, in IT, and we had an email from uh, Vodafone, because it wasn't done by McLaren, it was done by Vodafone. And we had an email from, from Vodafone telling us that they were going to do the, the live launch from the Vodafone headquarters and if you'd like to uh, win, win a pass, it was, win some goodies, win a pass. And everybody loves goodies, don't they, back then? Um, so we were told to enter via the email address, reply to the email, and give them a story, a little story. Now, I'd uh, just previously been to Malaysia uh, in 2009, and everybody should hopefully know about Malaysia, 2009. This was the half points race. Um, and I was out there supporting Jensen and Lewis um, and sat in the stands when it was raining. That was, let me tell you, that was the only time I've ever been in a stand when it was raining when it wasn't cold. Let me tell you that. It was crazy. Um, so in terms of the itself, you had to send an email and it broke. The whole system broke down. So my, my brother hacked their email account. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, 
he managed to be able to send a reply which nobody else could do. And um, we sent two emails and my brother won first prize and I won second prize, which was pretty special um, to be able to go to Vodafone, to be able to be introduced um, onto the stage uh, with Jensen and Lewis and to be able to unveil that year's car was something I will never, ever, ever forget. I, I've done a lot of proud things in my time, okay? A lot of proud things. But to I've got the, I've got the photo here. To actually have that photo on my wall is something quite special. Myself and my brother with Jensen and Lewis on the stage at Vodafone. And I, I'm not sure... Um, apart from Owen this year, I'm not sure a fan has ever been involved in the actual unveiling before. And we have all the pictures of us actually pulling back the car, uh, pulling back the um, the covers. And it's pretty, pretty cool. Let me tell you, as a, be, as a fan. I think it would be brilliant to see. So if you can uh, send us some, we'll tweet them out from the, uh, the McLaren... Uh, Funcast Twitter, so everybody can see. I got, be great. I got told by McLaren I was very clever. Let me tell you that, okay? Uh, this was we, – we found a workaround, let me tell you. We didn't do anything illegal, okay? We Good. found a workaround. I was slightly around. worried in episode four we were going to get a lawsuit. <laughs> We've been enjoying the podcast, Andy. Don't make it stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, let me tell you, honestly, we found a workaround and we we were told by the McLaren team at the time we were very clever and they were very, very happy to have fans like us that wanted it so much that we found a workaround. And I think from back then... You're talking, this was major fan engagement. It's the first time they'd ever had fans at a live launch at a live event like that. And, were you, uh, were you perhaps, ourselves. were you the best fans, Andy? Fans <laughs> 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 like no other. Hashtag best fans. Yeah, if you can, uh, if you can, Give us some photos. We'll tweet them out, and people can have a look and see. Um, can you remember whose car it was? Was it Jensen or Lewis's car that you unveiled? In fact, I've got the actual picture of the car here, and it had number one on it. Uh, Ooh, so it would have, yeah, it would have been Jensen's car because he was world champion the year before. And if you remember, the uh, team was back-to-back world champions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Only a little bit, but quite a lot. <laughs> so let me tell you, very, very proud fans, and and McLaren have only stepped up their fan engagement exponentially. You know, up to now, they are the best team, bar none, for fan engagement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We no, agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, if you're a McLaren fan out there, make sure you sign up to McLaren Plus. Um, there's, you know, every now and then there's competitions and everything else like that. Um, only that, you get a discount at the McLaren store, which yeah. is always very yeah. popular. I think, is it 10% if you sign up? 10%, I think it yeah. is. It is, yeah. Don't yeah. quote me on that. We don't want two lawsuits in the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Um, that's pretty much all we've kind of got time for this week. Um, apart yeah, we couldn't from... shut Andrew Webb up, could we? Apart from sort of a couple of uh, sort of last things to sort of wrap up with. Um, so um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can get in contact on Twitter at McLaren Fancast or on Gmail, McLaren Fan Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Andy and Sarah, how can people get in touch with you on Twitter? Well, as long as it's not from Vodafone, it's, it'll be fine. Uh, but I'm at, at Andy Webb DJ because I'm a DJ by trade. And, and Sarah is? I'm at Mrs. M-I-S-S-U-S Webb. Okay, great stuff, guys. And Sarah, uh, how can fans get in touch with you? Um, I'm at Sarahware and I'm I'm sniggering just thinking that everybody on this podcast is called Andy and Sarah today. It's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like some sort of American sitcom. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I, I've kind of been thinking about this since we started, but um, since we're all bobble hats here, I thought let's give away a bobble hat. Great idea. Um, I've, got, I've got hold of one of the Lando Norris neon bobble hats um, and I'm going to give that away to somebody who listens to our podcast. So all you have to do to win it, I'm sorry Andy and Sarah and other Sarah, you can't win it. You're on the podcast. That's fine. It's no problem. Yeah. Um, I want you guys to out there to take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast so if you've got it on itunes or spotify or anything else like that i want you to follow us on twitter and mclaren fancast i want you to tweet us and tag a friend who should listen to the podcast as well who maybe isn't at the minute um and if you if you haven't got any mclaren fan, friends tweet somebody in the team for us that would be even better <laughs> great idea um, there's, this, there's this bloke called Lando. I think he might be interested. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can get Lando to retweet it. Um, <laughs> but I want you to also use the hashtag um, MFC giveaway. So that's MFC from McLaren fan cast giveaway. Um, I'm going to draw the winning tweet on the 31st of, well, on the 1st of November so the closing date would be the 31st of October 12 p.m. UK time um, this is open to anyone who listens and we will send it worldwide however um, amazing it might take a few weeks to get there given everything that's going on but we will make sure you get one at some point um that's pretty much it for, for this one. We'll be back after Portugal um, on the 25th uh, with a few more stories about the race. Um, I'm just going to sign off with the last thing, which we haven't quite covered on here. But uh, quick round here is um, uh, the, the, the Mind Helmets that have come out, the mini ones. Are you buying them? Sarah Merritt. Already ordered. Andy and Sarah, are you buying them? Oh, crazy. Yes, of course. We right. tweeted at 12.04 yesterday about the exclusive launch. And, and apparently Carlos is sold out last night. But right. somebody said there's more been available. Brilliant. Which part of one word answer did you not understand? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Oh, shut up. Right, cheers, guys. That's it for this week, and um, thank you very much. We will uh, okay. catch you all later. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye.